Welcome to the Here to Be podcast, a show that gives you full permission to be, to just be you. I'm your host, Megan, a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and embodiment coach, empowering you to stop looking outside of yourself for the answers and to lead from your inner wisdom. We're going to get real, we're going to get raw, and probably a little woo-woo. I'm so glad you're here to come with. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for being here at the Here to Be podcast. I'm your host, Megan. We are going to do a little bit of a mix today, just giving you a heads up. We're going to be in a little bit of science structure mode, and we're going to move that science structure into our soma, into our body. It's going to be a little bit of a journey. The science part isn't going to be too heavy. The somatic part isn't going to be too heavy. Uh, But this is a concept that was taught to me in a training that I just finished up. I just finished up a somatic trauma therapy training, a certification course, which blew my freaking mind. Um, And one of the sections in the course was around polyvagal theory and pathways to connection. Deb Donna did this. She's phenomenal. This is This exercise that I'm going to dive into, a lot of the explanation of all of this is her work. So really wanting to make sure that credit is fully given where credit is due. Um, But it's something that impacted me profoundly and that I still, I, this training was probably in maybe October time. It's now 2023, we're in a whole new year, but it's still something that I sit with and revisit quite a bit. And so I wanted to bring a little bit of a slice of this to you and how it can, how you can maybe just have a better understanding for ways that you react and you respond and how they might be different from day to day and how they might be different in situations that are paralleled or the same or that you've done before. And suddenly you are reacting in a way that is not typical, quote unquote, typical or baseline behavior for you. I'll give you some tangible examples of this in just a minute, but also remembering we're not the same person from day to day. So there are many, many, many keys and many, many, many factors that can come into play of why we responded, reacted versus responding, why we blew off the handle, why we were calm, why this didn't matter, why this caused us to dwell. If we, like sleep, what you eat, who you interacted with, right? There's all these different parts and all these different pieces. But at the crux of it, I believe is this foundation that was very, very supplemental and very, very beneficial to me. So little science here for you. I'm going to be pretty short and concise. If you want to know more about polyvagal theory, go ahead and Google it, hit the Googs, look up Deb Donna, look up her work. I mean, there's, there's so much that we can get into here, but I want to give you the very structure of this. You have an idea. And truthfully, when I tell you the structure, you're going to be like, oh, I kind of knew that even though I might not have necessarily known that. So when we talk about polyvagal theory, looking at the vagus nerve, which is one of the cranial nerves, how that splits in our body, creating the primary components of your parasympathetic nervous system. You've probably heard of sympathetic, fight or flight, and parasympathetic, rest and digest, right? Like our two states, 
th again, things that now you're probably starting to click of like, oh, I might not have known the whole thing, but those two things are at least fight, flight, rest, and digest. Pretty, pretty common topics that I've heard about. So when we talk about polyvagal theory, there is this extension of the parasympathetic nervous system where it isn't, we're not just talking necessarily about rest and digest. That comes from our ventral vagal state where we are safe and we are connected. This, I've talked about this a lot on here. If you've experienced breath with me before, if you've been to meditation classes or done any kind of healing modalities, this idea, right? We're wanting to move somebody or have them move themselves, right? I'm not doing that, but create a container so somebody feels safe enough to connect and then be able to go in and do some of the healing work that they are needing to do or explore or dive into that for themselves. They're in that ventral vagal state. It's why people will often say, take a big breath before you eat your food. You want to turn the dial down on that nervous system so you can actually digest. So you're, you're calm enough. Your system is calm enough. You are safe. You are connected. It's why you can take some deep breaths to help you fall asleep. It's to, there's a lot of reasons, but moving some of that energy, dialing down the nervous system. Then we have our sympathetic nervous system, the space of mobilization. It's fight, it's flight. There's excess in that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not, oh my gosh, I'm just in fight or flight. This is awful. There is this mobilization of how we get up, how we move, the things that we need to do from day to day. These, these ways of being come online as a way to keep us safe and protected. It's hardwired in us. The part where polyvagal theory comes in with a little bit of an added information here is there also is a dorsal vagal system, a dorsal vagal way of being. If this is still part of the parasympathetic. It's more of that immobilization. But instead of feeling, instead of turning that dial down because we feel safe and connected, it's the collapse. It's the shutdown energy. So though they are still branches of that same parasympathetic, you can see that they're wildly different. It's one thing to turn your dial down and be in a relaxed state. You might have noticed this if you are somebody who has ever experienced disassociation or just total shutdown. You get to overwhelm, 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 and it's just everything powers down. You're completely immobilized. Your system is collapsed. You are in shutdown mode. So those three specific states, ventral vagal, safe and connected, sympathetic, mobilized, fight and flight, dorsal vagal, immobilized and collapsed. Those are the three that we're going to be talking a little bit about today. And the three that I hope when we do this little bit of a walkthrough and a little bit of a practice for you, you can start to have a better understanding of why you might, again, react or respond in certain ways in different times, in different periods, depending on what happened before that, depending on what's coming up next, depending on where you have been in your life, what season you are, what things you are working through, processing, dealing with, what traumas you've had, what experiences you've had. So this exercise that Deb took us through was to 
if you can find yourself in a comfortable space, you might be, oftentimes I'm not in the most comfortable, (laughs) relaxed state when I'm listening to a podcast, but you can just kind of think this through. Um, But taking and pulling up in your mind's eye, every day, small experience. Please, please, please. This is not the time, the place, or the the energy that I'm putting in this to create a container for you to say, "Cool, I'm going to pull up a really uh, charged experience. I'm going to pull up a traumatic memory. I'm going to pull up something that's heightened. This is not the time and place for this. There is ability for me, you, and I to work together and connect on that. But this is a very different way of being. This is just about having a little bit of understanding for yourself, so you can take that knowledge." And then dive into deeper work if you want to, or just give yourself a little bit of grace and compassion because this is how your body is hardwired. So take a everyday small experience. Say you're getting groceries, say you're going for a walk and there's a lot of people in the street. I don't care what it is. You're at the gym. Somebody's taking your weights. Pick something small that doesn't really hold a lot of charge for you or have a really big impact on your life though it might have seemed like it at the time. And we're about to get to why. But we're going to look at this experience through the three survival states. We're going to look at that experience through your ventral vagal, sympathetic, and dorsal. Your safety and connection, your immobilization, fight or flight, or your dorsal, your immobilization or collapse. And you can see how one story shifts dramatically depending on the lens that it's viewed through or the lens, the, the space that you're in as you are moving through this experience. So draw up in your mind's eye this small everyday thing that's happening. We're first going to look at it through sympathetic fight or flight. You're doing your thing. You're at the grocery store, you're getting your stuff, and suddenly somebody is always fucking slow in front of you. They're always cutting you off. Somehow they're the slowest being in the world, but they always beat you to the next aisle and they're leaving their cart in the middle, whatever that is, right? There's this anxiousness, there's this anger that's here. What is happening in your body? Put yourself in that experience. What is happening in your body when you think about that stupid? fucking person who just is cutting you off all the fucking time where is their tension what is building how do you start to show up how is your body reacting how are you maybe not able to respond because you are in full reaction mode what does that situation look like for you don't have to be here long we can probably dial that in pretty pretty quickly And then go ahead, shake your body, take a breath. Let's move on to that a little bit, right? Shift, give it a little sizzle, give it a little flow. Remember, it's just an experience in your mind's eye. It's not where you are. You're here right now. Maybe you need to ground yourself in a little bit. But take that same situation, that same scenario, right? Same thing, different day. But what happens if you view it from an energy of that dorsal vagal, of immobilization, of collapsing, of shutdown. Say you're at the grocery store again and somebody does, and I'm so at my max that I I can't even get mad. I can't respond. I 
just start drop all of my stuff in the grocery store and I start bawling and I just have to sit down because I, I can't even get up and move. This might have actually happened to me in my real life. <laughs> I laugh now, but it was not funny at the time. Um, but it was just that breaking point, right? Like I, I, I can't, there's nothing that I can do in this space. Like I'm just done. I'm so fucking done. I'm just paralyzed. And I'm paralyzed because somebody cut me off with their grocery cart. Like it's not that big of a deal, but in the moment, it's just, I, I'm through. And you can be angry and frustrated and mad and all of the things at yourself. But when we start to understand this, as I'm just fighting into this practice, again, this is where we can have some compassion and some understanding. Okay, so go ahead, move that out of your body, shake a little bit, take some big breaths, draw that out. Maybe you have to shake your body off, maybe feel into the grounded space. I'm going to invite you one more time to pull up that same scenario. But this time we're going to view it from a ventral space. We are safe. We are connected. We are okay. We still might not like being at the grocery store, but we are safe. Our nervous system is relaxed. Maybe we just came from a massage and I'm all zenned out a little bit. I just did some breath work and got high in my own supply and I'm just chill as can be, living my best life here. Nobody's at the grocery store today except this one person who's just kind of cutting me off. But I'm like, you know what? That's okay. I'm just going to go a different way. Might still be frustrated, but like it doesn't really zing me up. It doesn't really have an impact or a charge. I'm totally cool with that. I can take some big breaths. Cool. Take your time. I'm going to keep breathing because I'm living on my breathwork session that I just did. Ah, Suddenly you cutting off me off has allowed me to look around and find the carrot pesto that I never can find otherwise because it's just in this random space and how cool is that Whew. awesome you can go ahead and shake that out of your body you might want to stay there that might have felt good to, <laughs> to stay in that space maybe you don't want to shake that out of your body um but look at what happened even just in the idea of playing around with that look notice what happened within your soma, what happened within your body by just thinking about an experience from a different state of your nervous system, from a different state of being, from a different survival state. And looking back then in, in the way that you show up, in the way that you don't show up, in the way that other people might, and starting then to have this deeper understanding of where can you give yourself some grace and compassion because, hey, that's not the way that I like to show up and be, but I was in a really heightened state. I might have been mortified and embarrassed. I still am because <laughs> I'm getting teary-eyed and crying about it now. <laughs> some random person who might be Megan might have been mortified and embarrassed to completely collapse and shut down in the middle of the aisle at the grocery store. But holy man, she was doing the best that she could do because she was in survival state mode. She was in full dorsal bagel. And that, from that space, when we can start to look at a lens with some of that acceptance for self, some of that compassion towards self, 
we can begin to soften a little bit. We can maybe let somebody in on that instead of just living in shame, instead of just living in embarrassment, or instead of being in anxiousness or anger all the time, we can start to say, hey, this pattern is starting to come up a lot for me. What is happening? Start to examine what is happening in my day-to-day life. How much underlying stress and a threat to my survival, whether it's real or perceived, right? Or we don't know the difference, real or perceived. How much of that am I carrying around with me all the time? How much of one survival state am I living in more than the others? And are there some ways? Yes, there are. You might know some of them, but are there some ways that you can after examining that with curiosity, after having some grace and compassion, after having a deeper understanding for, hey, you're not a flawed individual because this happens, your body is reacting to something that it's hardwired to do, to keep you safe, to keep you alive, to have you survive. Again, real or perceived, doesn't fucking know the difference. If it's there, it's there. And then taking this information, and if you choose to, inviting in some healing modalities, inviting in some ways of nervous system regulation, inviting in some somatic practices that helps you to restore your regulation and self, to find somebody that can hold you, that holds that frequency that somehow for you don't, God knows why you can't fully explain it. There's this way that makes you feel a little bit softer, 1% softer, 1% safer, 1% or more connected for you to start to sync with their vibration and then find that stabilization within yourself. Because moving through this, having some identification, healing, this healing work is so available to us. But when, for me, it was very profound when I started to understand why it was the way that it was, and it wasn't because I was fucked up or flawed. It was because this is my, this is the way that my body is trying to keep, literally keep me safe, but it doesn't need to be that way. And there with regulation, with regular practices, with things like breath work, with things like hot and cold therapy, with working with a practitioner, with being held, processing stored experiences, processing stored traumas and working through them. We can start to move out of that heightened survival state and spend more time in your ventral vagal, in your safe and connected. When we can start to have that safe and connection from within, and I hold that inside of me, it's much more accessible than to tap into that for my body to remember that, hey, this is... This isn't the reality that we've been here before. Go back into that safe and connected space. Find the areas of safety and connection within self. And then bring some of that energy or allow that energy to be the backbone or the support to other ways of being. Allow yourself. This is, I don't want to get too sucked into the science of this. If you're interested in it, let me know. I can do a whole, a whole lot more episodes on this too. But it's this heart rate variability for us to um, think that. The idea of nervous system regulation is about always living in that pretty flowery, safe and connected space where we're resting and digesting and it's great and sunshine and rainbows. That's not the case. 
when we talk about variability and regulation of the nervous system playing with that window of tolerance, it's about going out to those spaces where we are in that mobilization, hopefully hitting it before immobilization takes place, but it might be there. Coming then from immobilization to mobilization, from complete shutdown to maybe fight or flight, or some of that anxiousness and some of that anger, and then eventually coming back into baseline. It's how our body is able to respond and bring itself back into regulation for as long as it can, shift back out of it and come back in. It's about coming home to self, coming back into that natural, safe and connected space as much and as often as we can. If you have questions on this, if you wanna jam on any of this a little bit deeper, absolutely let me know again, the visualization in this practice came from Deb Donna. Fantastic. Look her up. Her, she's an incredible resource within the um, somatic therapy and polyvagal theory and pathways to connection through all of this. And if you are saying, hey, this landed with me and I'm ready to experience what some of these feelings or sensations would look like for me and how I can start to imprint these within my body and my body's wisdom let's connect. Let's talk about how are there ways available with other somatic practices, with some somatic coaching and somatic facilitation, with some breath work. What would that look like for you? Sending you so much light, so much love, always. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for you and that you get to be on this journey with me and we're here together on this wild, this wild ride. If there's something in this episode that landed with you, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, tag me in and I want to know, I want to hear about it. I love in the ways that we get to connect. And if you feel called, you can head over and rate and review this podcast It helps us to grow and share and have other like-minded souls join this community and rise together. Sending you light and love, always.